official identification. It might be better if you didn't. Yes, it would. I didn't want to see Martin for the last time like that. Dead. Add that sort of memory to all the other ugly ones. Then I won't, I said. Go ahead. Ask your questions. We're not sure yet exactly when the shooting took place. Sometime last night. After dark. Martin had no reason to go to Echo Park after dark. Didn't he? Ortiz said. At least once? Kells gave him a sharp look. I didn't look at him at all. It doesn't appear that your husband went to the park voluntarily, Kells said. At least his car wasn't found in the vicinity or anywhere else yet. Do you have any idea where he might have gone last evening? Who he might have met? No. When did you last see him? After dinner, about seven. Did he say anything to you before he left? No, not even goodbye. Ortiz said, close-mouthed about everything, as usual. Not everything, no. Just the things he thought might hurt me, hurt us. Protective, I said. How's that again? Never mind, it doesn't matter now. What kind of mood was he in? Restless, uncommunicative, depressed, the way he'd been ever since they arrested him two weeks ago, and he was fired from his job because of that, and all the suspicion that went with it. But I couldn't tell them that. They would have put the wrong meaning on it again. No different than usual, I said. Taking one of his night drives, is that what you thought? Yes. Always went alone, never once invited you along. He preferred to go by himself. It was his way of unwinding so he could sleep. We'd both told Ortiz that before. He didn't believe it, so why say it again? But not last night, he said. There would not have been enough time for a long drive before he was killed. I had nothing to say to that either. Did he contact you at any time after he left? No. I went to a movie with my sister and I had my phone turned off, but there weren't any voicemail messages and no call after I got home. He didn't usually stay out all night, did he? No. Weren't you worried when he didn't come home or call? Yes, I was worried. But you didn't report him missing this morning. What good would it have done if I had? You'd just have thought he ran away. But you didn't think that. No, I didn't. He had no reason to run or hide, no matter what you think. Mrs. Tory, Kel said, did anything, well, anything we should know about happen the past few days? Such as what? Someone threatening your husband or exhibiting hostility toward him? Two or three anonymous calls, whispers, stares, glares, pointing fingers whenever people recognized him from his picture in the papers and on TV. Sex offender. Suspected rapist. Little gusts of suspicion and hate, like a polluted wind. But that wasn't what Kells meant. Two days ago, I said, a man accosted Martin in the parking lot at Safeway. Accosted him how? Physically? Not exactly. He called Martin vicious names, spat in his face. Threatened him with bodily harm? Not in so many words. Do you know the man's name? Yes. Martin worked with him at the brewery. Spivey. 
Jack Spivey, Ortiz said, husband of the second assault victim. We'll have a talk with him, Kel said. About last evening, Mrs. Tory. Did you have visitors or calls while you and your husband were home together? My sister called before dinner to invite me to the movie. You need to get out of the house, Leanne. Take your mind off all the trouble. It's a comedy, supposed to be very funny. But Holly was wrong. It hadn't even been a little bit funny. That's all. There were a few more questions, not many, not important. And then Kel said again that they were sorry for my loss, as if he honestly meant it. And then they left me alone. I sat in the silence. Once I closed my eyes, but I didn't like the dark. I'd come to hate the dark, and I opened them again right away. I knew I ought to get up and call Holly and Nick.